Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if you're ready to level up your life and get results that truly matter in your health, business, mindset, and relationships, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Sheer Madness, where we have unscripted, real conversations with the world's top athletes, entrepreneurs, and coaches. Discover real-world and tactical advice from the best in the business. Let's go. Wow, it has been a while since I have recorded a solo podcast, and we've just had so much growth at RSN recently. We've actually hired on three more registered dietitians, a nurse practitioner who was actually one of our previous clients, Elsie, who's been on our podcast. If you guys listened to that episode, um, we also partnered with a regenerative medicine doctor. His name is Dr. East, who's a DO. So we've had so much changes over at RSN and so much growth that I, I honestly haven't had the time to record podcasts recently. So I'm super excited to be back at it here today, and I want to talk about boundaries today because it's something that we don't talk about very often, but I also think it's something that most of us struggle with. And if any of you have ever grown up in a home where there wasn't very clear boundaries, where maybe you had a parent who was always really into your personal life, you know, always reading your diary or things like that, that can actually start early on a lack of boundaries that we have. And oftentimes when we think of boundaries, we think about the close relationships that we have, Maybe it's with a partner, with our friends, um, with our coworkers as well too. But boundaries are actually something that we create with ourselves. And oftentimes when we have a lack of boundaries in our life, it leads to a lot of self-sabotage. It leads to a lot of resentment and anger because we're we're not doing the things that we need to to serve ourselves. So today I want to talk about boundaries, reasons for why we have lack of boundaries in our life and what we can do to create some of these very powerful boundaries and how they can really actually serve us, serve our relationships and and create a much deeper and intimate connection with the people in our lives around us. So one of the first things that I want to talk about, it's something actually called enmeshment. And when we think of enmeshment, it's when there is really no clear boundaries present in our life or with any of our relationships. And sometimes even the idea of boundaries, it's a startling revelation. So what are actually boundaries? Well, boundaries are clear limits that separate you. So you being your thoughts, beliefs, needs, emotions, and physical and emotional spaces. So you from others. And these boundaries are necessary in order for you to be able to develop and maintain these authentic relationships. So it's the ability to set clear limits and keep them over time And this is so critical for our overall wellness because as I mentioned before, when we don't have these clear boundaries, it leads to actually resentment for these people in our life when it's actually the lack of boundaries that we have in ourselves. And 
Oftentimes, a lack of boundaries in our childhood, like I mentioned earlier, maybe you had a parent who constantly invaded your space, read your diaries, often manifests itself in a similar difficulty with setting boundaries when we're in adulthood. So if we don't have the space to express our separateness, our separate emotions, our separate opinions, our separate realities in childhood, or if we're engaged in a like a family group-like thinking, we often aren't given the chance to express our authentic selves. So sometimes you'll see parent figures, you know, kind of living vicariously through their kids, trying to create a version of them. And it's just this, this enmeshment type relationships. And in this dynamic, emotional lines blur because there's really no one in the family that has the space to express their authentic self fully. So um, this is really what enmeshment is. And this leads to a lack of separateness and oftentimes a lack of boundaries later on in life. And what this actually evolves into is the relationships that we have with other people. There really isn't a true connection that is formed there because of the amount of enmeshment and because no one is really ever truly full to themselves. So often those who engage in these enmeshment type patterns will feel a almost like a false sense of closeness and intimacy with these people, but yet they still have this anger and resentment because of the lack of boundaries and that they're almost kind of forced to share like this reality. So I want to talk a little bit more about how in our adult life, we can create some very powerful boundaries. And I think one of the first places to look at is actually the power of saying no. And most of us have really never learned how to say no. And as a result, we say yes way too much and we fulfill way too many demands until we hit a breaking point where like we literally just have to put our foot down and then we have this anger and that resentment or we feel guilt and shame about our sudden, you know, change that we make dramatically, but we're saying yes to other people. And one thing I always advocate to my clients about is, you know, we're always saying no to someone in any situation. And you can either choose to say no to somebody else, which you're going to build up resentment for that person for, um, you're going to feel this guilt and shame, or you're going to say no to that person instead of saying no to yourself. So we always have a choice as to who we want to put first. And I think oftentimes we use the word selfish revolving around this. Um, And this is really a people pleaser type mindset. And it comes from a place of lack of boundaries, enmeshment. But in order to have very healthy relationships, it is perfectly okay to set boundaries with these people. So the first thing is really learning how to say no in a powerful way without feeling bad about it. So one of the first barriers to any kind of boundary work it is that it's almost this notion of niceness. So this is a character trait 
that needs a reassessment because we almost look at, okay, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I just need to be nice. There's actually this book and it's, it's by Dr. Aziz Ghazipura. I, I have no idea if I'm saying that correct, but Dr. Aziz Ghazipura. He has a book called Not Nice, Stop People Pleasing, Staying Silent, and Feeling Guilty. And start speaking up, saying no, asking boldly, and unapologetically being yourself. So I think this is just such a powerful concept because, you know, we always follow this inaccurate formula where we think, if I please others, then others will like me. Others will love me, shower me with approval, and everything else I want in life will be perfectly okay. And in this book, um, he actually refers to this phenomenon as the niceness cage, where the compulsion to be valued locks us in a trap of our own making. And the reality is that being, quote unquote, not nice or being true to your authentic self, it actually enables us to assert our own value. I'm going to repeat that again. It allows us to assert our own value and how much our time is important. And it's not about being mean or being arrogant or being inconsiderate. It's about knowing what you want, what your limits are, and then communicating that clearly and respectfully to the other person. It's about learning to say no and not being so compliant all the time with what everybody else wants to do. We don't have to say yes to everything. And honestly, that's one of the biggest things that I've even had to learn with my business with Rachel Shear Nutrition because early on, honestly, I was a yes man. I was like, yes, yes, I'll do this, I'll do this. And it's gotten to the point where I can't work with every single client who wants to work with me. I can't do every speaking engagement, every event, you know, talk to every person on the phone. I I can't say yes because I burn myself out in the process. So learning to say no is actually one of the kindest things that you can do for yourself and for those that you love. And even though this may be a struggle um, because some of us have this kind of this permeable or non-existent boundaries and quite a few of us even exist on the other extreme where almost we create two rigid boundaries. This is just such an important concept to create the kind of relationships I think that we all want, you know, romantically, friendship wise um, with, with the people that we work with. So there's three different types of, I I would say, boundaries that people have. And one of the first one is it's a loose boundary. So loose boundaries are when we engage in compulsive people-pleasing, so what we've been talking about, and we define our self-worth by the opinions of others, which I think we all have done that before. We have a general inability to say no to other people. We always are just saying yes um, and just trying to meet everybody else's needs before our own. 
And then also these people who have these loose boundaries, they also tend to overshare private information and they're a chronic fixer, helper, saver, a rescuer of other people. So oftentimes these people with these loose boundaries, they, they neglect their own needs in the process. The next one is going to be a flexible boundary type. And the people who have flexible boundaries, usually they're aware of the values of their own thoughts, opinions, beliefs. They know how to communicate the needs that they have with other people. Um, they're able to share personal information at appropriate times. They're able to say no when they don't actually want to do something or when it doesn't serve them, but they're also able to, of course, say yes when there's something that they really want to do. Um, and I talk about this even with my nutrition practice. You know, if if you're going out with friends and you really want to have that pizza, you've been on track all week, you know, by all means, if it's something you want um, and it's still going to align with the goals that you have with yourself, by all means, like, go for it. But on the opposite spectrum, if you go out, you have this goal, you're wanting to lose weight and everyone's like, come on, just enjoy yourself, just have some. And you're like, you don't want to, you know, be that oddball out or inconvenience other people. So because of everybody else, you choose to just follow what everybody else is doing that would be a loose boundary and that would be a form of people pleasing in a way. So it's, it's almost like being able to say, Hey, you guys, like I'm, I'm on this new workout program. I'm working with this nutritionist and I'm so excited with my results. Um, I'm having an incredible time hanging out with you guys, but I'm going to be, you know, trying to eat a little bit healthy here. So I hope you guys, you know, understand and, you know, I'm having such a great time and we can be so positive about setting these boundaries where we don't make the other people People feel bad. We don't have the point blame or anything like that. So it's it's more so the ability to say yes to the things we want to do and serve ourselves and serve our goals, and also being able to say no when we don't want to and when it doesn't serve us. The last thing in flexible type boundaries is these people are able to regulate their emotions and allow others to express their emotions. So we can't control the way other people respond and the way other people feel. And one thing you'll notice when you start to create boundaries in your life, especially if you're coming from a place where maybe you lacked boundaries, people are going to give pushback. Uh, a lot of people are not going to like it because they've been used to you just jumping at everything that they wanted you to do and you saying yes and being the yes man. So when you start to create these boundaries, oftentimes the people in your life don't always react the way that we think we would want them to or they're not as supportive because you're in a way changing that relationship dynamic and this is something that I've had to go through myself I will be honest I've been an avid people pleaser for most of my life I've I've cared so much about what other people's thought about me and I always wanted people to like me so I just would go with the flow and I would in the process I'm like why do I feel so bad all the time and it was because I wasn't doing what felt right to my body what was aligned with the goals that I had for myself. And it wasn't these other people's fault that I soon created this like resentment for. It was my own fault because I wasn't setting the boundaries with myself on the things that I was going to um, say yes to, the things I was going to say no to. So 
kind of kind of rewinding what I was saying about um, regulating our emotions, it's knowing that we can't be responsible for the way that other people decide to respond when we create these boundaries, because these boundaries aren't there for the other people. They're actually there for ourselves. They're there to protect ourselves and to do what's right for us and to create that closeness and our intimacy with ourselves. So the boundaries aren't for them, they're for us. So that would be more in that flexible type boundary. So you're aware of your own value, your, your thoughts, emotion, beliefs. You know how to communicate your needs to others. You share personal information at appropriate times, not oversharing. You're able to say no, but also able to say yes when you want to. And then you're able to regulate your emotions and allow other people to feel emotions without having to try to convince them or control them or knowing that you're responsible for the way that other people feel. The last type of boundary is called a rigid boundary. And although this may be more rare, I've definitely seen this. And people who have rigid boundaries oftentimes have like too much of this wall up. And they have very, very few intimate or close relationships. They have, you know, a constant fear of rejection. Um, And overall, they honestly have a difficult time asking for help and they're really, really private. And sometimes in the process of having these two rigid boundaries, we actually push people away. And, you know, sometimes I've seen this with people in the bodybuilding world or on the extreme side of like the fitness industry, top entrepreneurs, where, you know, our schedule is so to the T, like I do this at this time, this at this time. There's really no flexibility for any other type of relationships and uh, to be in your life. And if it doesn't fit the way you want it to be, then nope, no ifs, ands, and buts around it. And in the process, sometimes we can actually push people away. So those are the three types of boundaries. Uh, I'd love to hear which boundary you align with the most. I'd say the most common is the loose boundary. That's like that people-pleasing type. You know, the healthy type of boundaries, having that flexible boundary, that's what we all try to aspire to create and have in our life. And then on, you know, more of the extreme side of having too much boundaries, that would be, you know, the rigid side of boundaries. So let's talk about how we can go about creating more of these boundaries in our life. So the very first step in how to use boundaries is to actually define them. We need to examine our life and notice where boundaries are actually lacking. Because if you don't have boundaries, honestly, it can be really hard to decide where to set them. And that's completely normal. So look at the people and the events in your life. Um, When you think about having brunch with a a college friend, how do you feel? Does does your chest tighten? Is it something that your your body is responding positive to? Are you getting excited about it? You know, if you're invited to go out on a date with somebody or go out to eat, you know, how is your body actually responding? You know, that's usually going to be the first sign. And that's that's actually like our gut. That's our intuitiveness. And sometimes we we lose the ability to listen to what our, our body is actually telling ourselves. So the best place to start is, you know, when you're invited to do something or someone asks you to do something, you know, really trying to 
to feel how that actually feels in your body. So these boundaries keep us connected to that intuitive voice. So the way something feels in your body, that's our intuitive voice. And that tells us where we need to create boundaries. So like, let's say uh, you were invited to go out to brunch with a friend and you felt that tightness in your chest. That tightness in your chest is a big clue. And it's important to tune into how you feel to use these boundaries. And Remember, we're not in the thinking mind when we're doing this. We're not in the analytical mind um, when we're witnessing how we're feeling. Instead, we're noticing something or something with how it registers in our body. So that's the very first step. How does it feel in your body? And that's going to give us one of the best indicators of where we need to start setting boundaries in our life. So... Now that we've located the areas where it could be beneficial to create some boundaries in our life based off of the way that it feels in our body, it's time to actually determine how to begin to practice setting these boundaries. And of course, the way that we go about setting these boundaries will vary based on what you hope to accomplish. But the first step is actually communicating your boundary. And when we communicate our boundary, this doesn't mean to the other person. Um, It means actually communicating this boundary to ourselves so we can be fully clear with ourselves. So this may look like identifying your why. So I'm doing this because of X or Y. So for example, because I want this relationship to survive, I care about our friendship. So we're defining why we're actually setting these boundaries. And when you state your boundary, it's also very helpful to use objective language as much as possible. You, at this point, want to focus on facts. So if a phone call occurs in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping, it'll go unanswered. Um, It's best to avoid like the you, quote unquote, you language as much as possible because this can actually activate the defensiveness of the other person's ego. And ego goes into a completely other different type of work, which maybe perhaps during another podcast we'll dive into. But we, at this point, want to make it actually very factual. And if you do choose to communicate your boundary with another person, which sometimes we do need to, sometimes we need to communicate that with the other person because it's necessary to let them know where you're at. Timing is key when it comes to communicating boundaries. And you want to do it at a time when both parties are emotionally settled as possible. So let's say um, you were triggered by by something and you're having a lot of emotions revolving around it. It's probably not the best time to communicate the boundary. And I've made this mistake many times and it doesn't usually go well because we're acting out of emotions quite a bit and we're not actually taking ourselves out of this situation and looking at it more factually and objectively with creating that boundaries. The second thing that's hard about creating new boundaries is oftentimes 
it's the follow through. So many boundaries are actually erased before they're even actually articulated. So we start envisioning how these boundaries will hurt other people, how they will backfire, how they will hurt us, how it could even end the relationship. And we beat ourselves up. And we tell ourselves that we're either we're ungrateful, we're selfish for wanting to create these boundaries. We, so we create all these different types of feel-bads. And this is something that you are going to go through when you create any kind of boundaries in your life, especially if you come from a, a childhood where there was a lot of enmeshment or a lack of boundaries. So remember, you know, yes, we have to create the boundaries, but we also have to follow through with them, which is why it's really important to understand the why. Now, sometimes it's not even actually realistic to have an active conversation about how the boundary should even take place. Sometimes the boundary is just going to be in the moment with you communicating your no. And that's a completely perfectly way to create a boundary. We don't always have to overly communicate and tell other people the exact why, why we're creating this boundary. We can simply just say no. So here are some prompts that you can use in real life. You like literally use these prompts in real life to set boundaries with saying no. So the first one is, you know, if someone asks you to do something, you can say, I wish I could, but now isn't a good time. Another one could be, I'm not comfortable with that. This isn't doable for me. Wow, thank you so much for the offer or that invite, though that isn't something that I can do right now. Again, you don't have to give people an over explanation as to why. You can simply say no very politely. And the last one, I'll have to get back to you on that. So these are some very powerful ways you can create boundaries by just saying no and not overly explaining to the other people. Now, you should know the why with yourself. And this is why I'm a big fan of journaling and really trying to set these boundaries with yourself ahead of time. And there's something about putting it on paper that makes it more real and makes it us able to follow it even that much easier. So these are some really powerful prompts that you can use in your life when you're trying to create some of these boundaries. And the last thing that I want to reiterate about setting a boundary is maintaining that boundary. So once you set that boundary and you've said no or you clearly communicated at an appropriate time with that person, It's really important to remain present, calm, and resisting the urge to try to defend or over-explain yourself, regardless of the reaction you are receiving from the other person. And it is completely normal to feel stress as a result of someone's reaction or the reaction from, you know a family member, a coworker, but it's very important that once you set a boundary that you keep it. When we begin to change how we show up in a relationship, it's really important to remember that the longer the relationship has existed, so long-term friends, especially your family, the more expectations have been enacted and solidified over time. 
And it is important to accept the fact that the other person's expectations of you will be disrupted, sometimes very abruptly in their perspective. And that can create a lot of emotions from the other person, especially if it's someone who has a lot of abandonment wounds. These type of people will oftentimes react very defensively or even offensively. Sometimes we'll see a lot of uh, floodlighting where they're kind of pointing the finger back at you. Um, But it's really important to understand this going into creating boundaries because if we know that, okay, these other people may not react the way that I want them to. And I have no control over that. But this boundary is for me. And I think if we know that going in, that there's a possibility that these people, especially the relationships that have been around for a while, may not respond the way we think they should. It allows us to be more solidified with creating that type of a boundary. So we're kind of getting to the ends of today's podcast, but I just want to regal over the steps for creating boundaries. So step one, define the boundary. So define the type of boundaries that you want to start creating in your life. You know, um, for example, many of us have friends, family members, colleagues, romantic partners, that we regularly interact with. And it's important to look at these different types of relationships in our life and see where there may be boundaries lacking. And we can do that by noticing the way that things feel in our body in the moment. So maybe over this next week, you know, take note as to how your body is responding. Do you feel like a tightness in your chest? Do you feel an anxiety about anything? because that is your body's intuitive nature speaking to you about where there needs to be a boundary taking place. Step two, that is actually setting the boundary. So this is communicating a new boundary, not always to the other person, but communicating it clearly to ourselves. Sometimes you will need to communicate it to the other person. Um, It completely depends on the relationship, but that's going to be kind of up to your discretion. But we don't need to overshare. And sometimes the only thing that we need to do is set that boundary with ourselves. really understand the why behind why we're doing this, how it's going to serve us. And then say no at that next encounter when it is necessary. So step three, now maintaining the boundary. Once you've communicated the new boundary to yourself or to the other person, it's very, very important that we hold it. Um, So what that means is we're not going back on our old patterns. And for so many of us, this is going to be the hardest part Uh, We're not sure that we have a right to set boundaries and we feel all of these emotions coming up. We maybe tell ourselves that it's selfish, it's rude, or it's mean. And we find ourselves feeling bad and we almost sometimes go back on the boundaries that we've set, which even leads to more guilt, more anxiety, more anger, more resentment. Or we even try to overly explain to try to get that other person to understand. But remember, 
This boundary is for you and it's not for the other person. So notice when you set a boundary and you start to catch all of those feel-bads. So that shame, that guilt coming about. And understand that this is a normal part of change. You're going to feel this way because it's something that you've never done before. And honestly, creating boundaries is some of the hardest work that you will ever ever, ever encounter in your entire life on any of your guys' healing journey, but it's probably one of the most important steps in reclaiming your connection with yourself and creating the relationships that you want in your life, um, where you feel valued, where you feel respected and you feel loved, and you're able to give that back to other people. So I know this was a different kind of podcast that I did today. I didn't dive into like all the gut health stuff, how to do intermittent fasting, no big interview with some like top athlete, doctor, CEO, but it, I thought today was a very, very important topic. It's something that, you know, I've struggled with a lot in my life and, you know, after working with hundreds and hundreds of clients, I can honestly tell you that this is one of the number one things that comes up especially with nutrition and food, especially when it comes to healing, because, you know, most of us start on these journeys as a physical journey. Maybe we want to lose some weight. We want to get in shape, but there's usually an emotional part of it as to why we got to this place in the first part. And the biggest thing is honestly boundaries. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you got a lot of value from it, I'd love it if you shared it, shared it on social media, your Instagram, Facebook, leave us a review. Let me know about topics you want me to talk about next, people you want me to have on. I love interacting with all of you guys and thank you so much for tuning in to Sheer Madness and I'll see you guys soon.